from Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Welcome to this week's episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Thanks for joining us today. We are glad to have you here. We are at the Bone Cave, as always. And uh, um, with that comes Brad Dana, hashtag 393, pass in the morning, shoot him in the afternoon. And to my left, I fish a lot and don't work. Fuck around and find out <laughs> Brian Leslie. So now i got to bleep that. Uh, yes, you do have to bleep that. Uh, <laughs> all right. I could say it this way around and find out i know and then you i could do bleep that. myself well i appreciate that then i could bleep myself but then you know what the hell would that be any fun? hey it's so. snowing outside did you notice that oh when you came in tonight god we got winter moved in what is up with that so i've been living in an rv this summer trailer trash <laughs> no 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 and you know what we probably have a lot of listeners that live in trailers i have lived in a trailer are, are you calling me trash because i'm in an rv no if there's a lot of other reasons if you were riding trash, a fifty thousand dollar harley i'd call you something else and it's all in fun man no I'm, anyway listen um i but now i'm now i'm apartment and trailer so i told lindley i said well we'll get it winterized you know the last week or two of october so when you're I get in back. this is your southern getaway the apartment just no, southern the, southern lawrence County. no 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 and no <laughs> it's no we're still in northern lawrence Not county because it's difference. right over here by my other office oh, so funny. anyway no lindley got us a condo or apartment or something it's actually almost identical to the one we had for seven years in uh um broomfield colorado anyway Ooh, three stories yeah uh, you know the garage and then Doom, doom, doom. So anyway, but it's brand new. It's really nice. But anyway, whatever. We're digressing. I was trying to tell my story, and then, uh, uh, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Yeah, I digress because somebody uh, jumps on the uh, train. You and know, I was going rails. through the uh, store today, and I was looking at inventory and all the product that we've got out there, and I came across a bunch of those I digress T-shirts. Yeah, we need to be giving some of those away. Well, let's give some away. Yeah, so should. anyway, um, uh, uh, put hashtag Brian's RV and send it to somebody, and we'll give you one. No, I'm. Teasing. So anyway, let me finish my thought. Go for it. We, uh, I told Lindley we'll get the thing winterized because we were staying in this RV, and then we'll get out the last week of um, October. Now, that's a Russian roulette because we could get a cold snap in, in October and we get a lot of snow, you know. But the leaves were still on, and it's been a slow fall. It's been really nice. I was like, we're okay. Well, boom, weather changed. Last night I got to 12 degrees in Beulah. Um, and, uh, oh, everything That's in was, Wyoming. And, yeah, and we live, and my place is a mile and a half, two miles from it. So anyway, long story short, boom, froze. Shit oh. froze everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. It froze up. And, it, and you know what? It got winterized today. So the oh, guy, yeah. the guy goes, it took four hours to winterize it. Cause I had to heat yeah. stuff up, That's get it right. going and then blow it out. And I'm like, oh, sorry, brother. <laughs> Stay late and a dollar short. And timing couldn't it's have been lot, worse, it's man. It's a lot easier to winterize it before it freezes. Yeah, Brian. Because, just before it gets to 12 Note degrees. to self in the future. Because you can just suck that, so, that pink juice uh, right up in there. Dude, so last the night. The RV embalming fluid <laughs> just goes right, right yeah. in. So anyway, now it's winterized, but uh, I still got the heat on um, because uh, we got to get it all figured out. So anyway, oh. and then the guy goes, yeah, we could have had you set up a little differently with your water and stuff. And I'm like, where was this guy this summer when I needed him? Oh. So anyway, long story short, uh, it's got cold here. You are right. Yeah, it did. I was getting on the yeah. interstate at an exit, too, and. It looked like Iowa. It looked like an Iowa ice storm when I got oh. out to start my truck this morning. Oh yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Here I got on the interstate, and I just turned on the interstate, and there was there was lights everywhere, and and some poor old boy uh, rolled his truck over, and it had Yikes. a topper on it, and the topper was laying, and all his shit was spread out, and he was walking around. I don't think one of his dogs made it. There was two yellow labs, and one. Oh of them, no. One of them, yeah, must have been in the front seat with him. One of them didn't fare oh, so well. So shoot. Um, oh, I see so, that. But then, but then on the way in, I bet there was another well, except eight or ten cars. Except fourteen yeah. to twelve this morning, there was five vehicles. One, one 
truck was upside down. That was what my all my employees told me that were coming in. Yeah, well, yeah. there there was still there's still one out there. It's like a, a Suzu yeah. Trooper or something. It's it on was its side. it was just getting loaded up when I came in. Yeah, and there was four or five. The, the back end between, of it was smashed. Between twelve and fourteen, there was four. Yeah, and then there was two on Colorado coming down from Perkins really? into town. Yeah. So when you're done with the weather report, what are we talking yeah. about? So anyway, <laughs> so it was so funny because Christensen Drive or whatever yep. it was, yeah. there was a brand new Cadillac right in that ditch. It looked like somebody just picked it up and plopped it right in there. Wow. You couldn't even. I don't even know how they got out. How so. did they? Anyway, so we the weather came in, yep. and uh, um, but Brad's bored talking about that, so he's ready to go. Hey, but that means so. You know, um, feels, but uh, my attention span. Yeah, let's, well, yeah, let's go. Hey, you know it feels. <laughs> Like uh, feels like hunting season. I mean, it has to feel a little bit like what you guys felt there a few weeks you know, ago last I, month. <laughs> I I took uh, Bailey out in Montana the other day, and it was almost too nice. It oh was wow! Really, really nice. So mm. that uh, that has switched. Yeah, yeah, too nice. Yeah, and that's I mean that's the thing. I mean, it just switched right now. Yeah. And South Dakota wasn't ready for it because they had no ice trucks out. And they they were making you know yeah. hey we'll we'll get there when yeah. we can mm. so it's kind of crazy but anyway today we're going to talk about uh, booking season um, just so everybody knows gives all of our clients a heads up um, we are going into booking season um, and uh, booking season for us usually runs from November the busiest booking season runs from November first to uh, March first. Um, is when we have our biggest influx of people that are saying, okay, um, I want hunts, let's get dates. And after that, it gets pretty skinny on what's available. You know, you're looking at leftovers after that and or you're not getting the prime dates. And it, and it used to be, you know, five, six, seven years ago, uh, it wouldn't get started till December. But the last two years, it's really started in November and I think what happens is a lot of these adventure travelers get back, you know, uh, August, September, and early October is a big season for them. You know, they're yeah. in Canada, they're overseas, they're here, they're there, they're out west. But, you know, Midwest hunting starts right now for the most part, you know, um, now till exactly. end of December, yep. right? That's what I'm um, used to. Illinois, yeah. you know, Iowa, yep. Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yep. Right. They're Deer season. Yeah, yeah, it's getting rolling right now, yep, right? Sure enough. And uh, um, so those guys, it's getting rolling, so not all of them are thinking about it. But a lot of Western hunters and adventure hunters mm -hmm. are starting to go, hmm. I need something for next year and yeah. the following. Realistically, probably not a bad idea to get a two- or three-year plan going. Yeah. Well, I think the 24-month deal is the best because um, it, it's usually, you know, it's in my from my perspective seeing the trends and what's happened it's it's usually if you have a good strategy you can front run trends and price increases and what i mean by that is you know um brown bear keep the seem to come and go you know for two years they'll be hot and then for four or five years you know it'll be like um there's brown bear hunts available brown bear hunts available and all of a sudden everybody wants a brown bear um, moose are, are that way. You know, it seems like uh, moose now, now moose have been more and more consistent, but it seems like, you know, we go through phases with different species, what's hot and what's not, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and, uh, um, I don't know what, you know, really determines that, but mm. probably a lot of variables. I mean, there's a lot of factors yeah, that go into that. It, but there's ebbs and flows to the industry is there, what there I'm is. saying. So, oh yeah. 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 So anyway, but my encouragement would be to uh, um, to you know go ahead and uh, get started on a plan and uh, um, start thinking now. You know, hey, what's out there? Um, elk are always fill up fast. Mule deer fill up fast. Um, you know, and so do the moderate priced moose hunts. Those fill up fast. And the other thing with elk and mule deer for the most part you're going to need some preparation and planning it's hard it's not impossible but it's hard to get one of those hunts if you're just hey i want to do i want to go do this you need some you oftentimes you'll need some preference points yeah for some of the better stuff 
if you don't have points, you're paying money. And even if you do have points now, it seems like you're paying money. You know, elk has gotten uh, really expensive. And I think that that's why a lot of this, um, uh, a lot of this uh, European and, uh, you know, we just got back from Tajikistan. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about that. But a lot of the European, Mongolian, Asian type hunts are becoming more and more popular if you are an adventure traveler and you don't mind that type of uh, um, that type of approach to a hunt where it takes a couple days to get there. Yeah, yeah. The economic benefits and and the game rich environment. Yeah. Of we, Asia. Yeah, we talked about that. Is yeah. absolutely off the charts. Yeah. Because I don't even know if we have an elk hunt under six thousand bucks anymore. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's blind demand. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But, I mean, if you're looking at um, even like uh, Argentina or a place like that, you can get in pretty reasonably. Yeah, Argentina is a great option. Yeah. Argentina is a great option. You know, Africa is always game rich. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I have not been to Africa, so it's hard for me to. And everybody says, man, you go to Africa one day, you'll never want to go back. And, and I understand the concept. It's just right now I, I don't have a big, you know, want to head to Africa. Well, and, and the ability. It's, I mean, you're, you're tied up with enough other stuff. I, I, I look at Africa as the opportunity will be there in a while but there are some very attractive parts of africa because everything's a combo hunt there i mean generally <laughs> yeah like 22 different species and yeah I mean, it's like that that's one of the really lots neat and things lots about of it, options but, i mean we've we've had that scheduled before and we've just never been able to really pull it together yeah but it does sound super fun yep so i would say right now if you're looking for an elk hunt um, and you don't have a lot of points, um, then we need to get you a plan where we get you three to five points in some of these places. Um, with three to five points, you can start looking at Montana and you can start looking at Wyoming. You know, there's opportunities in those states. If you say, well, I'm not going to do that and I want to go faster, then um, it's New Mexico. Now, New Mexico can be a little bit of the wild, wild west because the way they do it with uh, um, the landowner vouchers and uh, um, and you know, uh, the ranches. And so, but if I was looking at elk right now, um, and it's 2023, almost November 1st, I would be looking at 2025. I'd say, I want, I want the best dates. So let's get after 2025. Our phone will start ringing somewhere between now or well, actually already has. Well, today, as an example, to, you know, we, we've five years ago planned for Montana because we're looking at Montana in 24. But we had to get enough points to draw the permit. So, I mean, that's some yep. of that, you know, just and it depends if you just want to go. Now, that this would be a better quality elk hunt. Right. For us. But, but, so, but so it we took needed but seven it, years. Yeah. We needed seven years of preference points for a big bull. Right. And, and so now we'll book a big bull hunt with seven years of preference points. Now, between that time we strategized that and this, we've been in New Mexico twice. And um, yeah. and those were both spectacular hunts. Um, now, New Mexico is not what everybody thinks it is. It's not show up and, oh, my God, the elk gods have opened the sky and they're running around like ants in a right. park in Estes, you know, Colorado, um, Colorado <laughs> yeah. and we're going to go kill a 370 bull. This is awesome. Um, I mean, that, that's just not that way. New Mexico, I'm not saying it can't happen that mm -hmm. way. You could get into them for a day or two that way. Right. But elk is elk. It's amazing when you're in them. It's amazing when it's amazing. <laughs> and until and we, you find them, it's not amazing. And, and it can be a yeah. brutal, hard, just a, as Bailey calls it, type two fun. I said, what's type two fun? She goes, well, there's a whole bunch of it that just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's type two. That's what she That's calls type, type two. two fun. It's pretty interesting. So, so is, she, is this what <laughs> sheep hunting is like? And I said, yeah, except more type two. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe type three. 
Um, right. So if there is such a thing, right? So, um, but but yeah, the the elk hunting. If I was going to go elk hunting and I didn't have a lot of points, I would look at Montana, Wyoming, and New Mexico, and I would start today with a plan um, for Montana and Wyoming, and I would start looking at getting something booked and a deposit down now. And then the other thing about taking a deposit now is that traditionally outfitters are pretty good about locking a price in. Right. You know, they, they, you know, within 24 to 36 months, they're pretty good. Now, we've had some problems with COVID, and, uh, and, I, and I know that almost sounds crazy because it's 223. Are we still, uh, you know, jacking around with that bullshit? The answer to that is, yes, some of these outfitters are still, uh, you know, going, hey, I want more money. I got this. I got that. But we've seen a lot of it levelize, you know? Right. It's interesting, though. Like you say, the other thing to follow is, and elk elk is always kind of in demand because they're just cool. But the more in-demand stuff is, the more the outfitters feel a little, uh, you know, more aggressive. Yeah. So it's nice if if you're a little flexible maybe to – Well, the other thing about elk is – and listen, I – you know, I, I believe in fair chase, and I don't want to shit on anybody that stakes their entire reputation on fair chase, you know, because there's a lot of companies out there that go, we're fair chase, it's the only way to do it, and that's it, you know. Well, then Africa probably isn't for that company, um, and high fence isn't. But but some people could, could leg- there, there's high fence elk opportunities, and I know I'm going to get hate mail for this right now. But there's high fence elk opportunities that – are available that you might be better suited for if you want to kill an elk right away and you don't want to jump into the mountains and go get aggressive. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because it's not, okay, so we have an outfitter in New Mexico um, and we've sent him hundreds of clients and we have great success with him. But it is not a slam dunk. It's not a slam dunk. And And at 11,000 feet, you might have to hike three to five miles a day. And it, 11,000 feet, three to five miles, ain't no joke. Yeah. So what, what you're saying is if you're a snowflake, you should tell us you're a snowflake. <laughs> mm, no, Before. Brad, Brad, I'm not trying to be that, um, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to be that terse. <clears throat> no, I, um, I know. I, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be, be honest with yourself. No, I, that's what I'm saying too. <laughs> okay. Well, but then you throw in the snowflake. I know. Dismissing everything I said <laughs> to make these people feel bad that if they do a high fence hunt, it's snowflake. And I gingerly tried to f- around the edge of that so we didn't get ourselves no. you know you have to say so elk, hunting, elk hunting is hard elk hunting is El- work elk period. hunting is hard and it, i think i think if you watch tv sometimes it doesn't look hard yeah and and that's unusual i mean you watch these television shows that all whore, host whore and host the sportsman's channel and uh, outdoor channel and um it looks like they're in a park because that's what they show Oh, yeah. Because that's what sells. You got to get it done in 30 minutes. Right. And they get their primo's hoochie mama out. (laughs) And a bull comes screaming in around the corner. And uh, they drove their four-wheeler up on a private ranch. And uh, um, those hunts now are $37,000. Yeah. And and so a guy buys a hunt that's not $37,000 that still involves him hiking. It's not going to look like that. No. Nope. Nope. And then. You know, I mean, you can even say the quiet part out loud. I mean, some of these shows, uh, they're a little more produced than what they let on. Boy. Boy, you said it. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> that, I mean, but here's so the, that's the sole opinion of the speaker. That's and the, only the speaker's opinion is not the opinion well, or sole you, opinion I, of Rolling I, Bones I, Outdoors. <laughs> and any of Rolling Bones <laughs> companies, executives, or staff, that would be the sole. <laughs> pro- <laughs> I think. Hell you know yeah, I, you're right. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do. I'm Elk hunting could be super, super hard. It can also be unbelievably fun. But, I mean, there's how many times do we have we been in a really good spot? That when it's not on, it's not on, and it's it's not crazy Jurassic Park fun. I mean, 
But then so, you, you so keep give, getting it out. Give a specific example. We were in a we were in a place this last fall, um, and we had we had bulls all the way around us. You had a bull eighty yards in front of you, a great big bastard, and I had two satellite bulls. I was behind you sixty seventy yards, um, and I had two satellite bulls. I could have killed I could have killed four bulls on that trip, being back further. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And you were with you were with Craig up in the action where we were chasing the bugle and um and we had bulls everywhere we went back in there 14 hours later crickets nothing crickets you couldn't find a bull right and we covered six miles that day hauling our ass around everywhere that whole flat looking yeah. for them and so you know that's exactly right so you book a hunt and you go three days and nothing. That's why it hunts five to six days, seven days sometimes, depending on what the outfitter has established. So if you're booking right now, I would say you should be looking at, I'm not, we have a hunts available for 24. We have hunts available for 25, but 25 and 26, I would be seriously thinking about getting a deposit down. If you're an elk hunter, give us a call. Let's look at accumulating you some points. Let's see what's out there and let's get a plan and a strategy. Uh, this commodity is becoming less and less available to the consumer and it needs more and more planning every year now's the time so what's your what's your plan for elk because it is it is becoming more difficult to acquire well so an opportunity i mean what, what so do you, scott, what's your plan? scott palmer and i already have money down right in, in wyoming right the problem is is i'm i'm uh i'm a point i'm two points ahead of scott and we're chasing a little bit of creep Right. So he has seven. I had nine. Okay. And this year, obviously, I'll have 10 and he'll have eight. I think the magic number is going to be when he has nine and I have 11. We're going to be in that 10. Right. And we'll be able to jump on something. You'll go film us. And then, then we can decide between those three right. in that triangle of big bulls that we're looking at. Right. Right? Right. So that's, that's plan number one. That's long term. Okay. Number two, I have seven years. I will draw in Montana with you and, and Darren Cooper this year. Yep. And we are going to go chase big bulls on the flats on a private ranch um, on the flats up outside the breaks. Yep. And so um, – and we, we're booking that. Yep. Um, and so th that's my elk plan, okay? So, and that's it. That's it right now. So – but and that's taken you ten roughly ten years of ten planning. years and in that time yeah. I've been elk hunting five times, um, three times, and two have been successful in New Mexico and the other one was a bow. Are these rifle you're talking about? Or are you talking no, about? No, no, oh, I'm no. sorry. No, one was bow mm -hmm. and then the other two were New Mexico. So I hunted the Black Hills, right, with a bow, with yep. a bow and had success. Okay, which I wouldn't have if I wouldn't have had these guides. Okay, okay. yep. I hunted New Mexico. Okay, mm -hmm. and kill the seven by six on day five. And then I killed New Mexico again. And on day four, I killed that one, that toad right there. Right. And so, and I had to work for that soccer. Right. That Tony, was, Tony and I. That was not that. But yeah, so that's what I'm saying is that. Oh, so you, the end result, you look at that. And we did see a lot of elk on that. Huh? We saw a lot of elk. And that's the end result. But you got to be careful because. That was a that was a hard hunt. Super, yeah, su super physically engaged every day. Yep, and it, from before and dark till after. And dark. it wasn't like this was a slam before dunk. light till after dark. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and just you just have to be prepared. So that so that's my that was my ten year strategy. I've had three of the hunts done in ten years, and one of them I had uh, ten years of points to draw. I got lucky. That was my archery. I had two New Mexico, and now I have now I have two. Other draw tags, and like, one seven and one's, uh, one will be allowed. And your strategy, you'll apply for a point in Arizona because you won't pull the tag. And you don't – I mean, you, you'll have enough stuff going well, on have, you won't try. Here's my problem. I have, I have nine or ten in Arizona right now, and I'm not doing anything because you have – 14 or something right yeah, i don't know and, and more, yeah. 14 or 16 and i i don't so we're gonna try to you know those are 
those are let's just let them ride for seven to eight. But my point is, is you're going to still just keep trying. You're going to try to put yourself in a position that you can acquire that down the road. Yeah, I'll just reset my old South Dakota, same thing. You you may apply and you may not. You may just grab a point depending upon your schedule. But you're going to position yourself for the ability to do that. Yeah, so I should have, with points I've accumulated after the next two to three years with Scott Palmer and then you and Darren Cooper – I should have, um, I should have two good elk hunts left that I draw for, and so that'll be seven or eight quality bull hunts that I'll have been able to go right. on. Now, so is so if you're listening, is that good for you? Now, and it was, and I say, started at forty. Let's say you draw your your Wyoming tag, because Wyoming still has a place. A hundred percent. That's why with elk and and deer, I would not and antelope, I wouldn't stop. And you and you're. 53 going to mm-hmm. be 54 so let's say you drew it next year because you, you know the draw is coming <laughs> it's well, hard to believe but the draw is coming right up now you'll put in for wyoming you probably won't put in for wyoming because we'll draw montana we'll anticipate drawing montana so you won't even put in for wyoming this year you'll put in for a point but to speak to what you're saying that. that's also why this is a busy booking right. schedule right now because there's a lot of people right that are looking at this doing exactly what i'm doing and right what you're going to do yeah so but that's my point is you got to you, you it's time to get on the ball because january is when you have to apply for wyoming so so start getting your plan figure it out it's better to put in if you're not sure in wyoming because you can always pull your tag before the draw so that's another thing you can do but i mean it, it's i i like to think i know what i'm doing before i do that well i won't try to draw wyoming right. this year because new because I'll, I'll have montana right and i need to talk to scott about it um because you know we're kind of in it to win it together i think scott already told me that he's not sure he wants to apply with you because he thinks you're kind of a snowflake he wants somebody that's I'm thinking, a tougher hunter. I'm thinking right now. Here we go. I'm thinking right now Palmer's listening to this going, mm-hmm. that was bullshit, Brad. <laughs> but I'll talk to Scott myself without you. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Um, so, yeah, you know what? I, I, I hope that everybody that's listening is getting some understanding because I think a lot of times what happens with us, too, is they say, oh, you guys own a booking agency, so it should work that way. And <laughs> listen, the state doesn't call us up and go, hey, congratulations, Brad Dana. You uh, started a company by the name of Rolling Bones Outdoors. And right. because of that, and you send so many people to us, right. we'd like to grant you a tag. Um, that's actually just the opposite. Well, see, they even, give two shits. even at that, I screwed up a little bit because I was expecting this year to draw Wyoming, and I didn't. And since I didn't draw Wyoming, I didn't put in for South Dakota, which I could have drawn because I had this big gaping hole in my fall that I could have filled up with that. So same deal. I, I wasn't, you know, I got surprised a little bit, but um, same deal. You got to get, you got to get a pretty good strategy and be thinking about it. And it's probably, I mean, any time is the time to really get 2024 dialed in because mule deer are getting super hard. I mean, with the winters that we've had, the mule deer, even the elk have, elk have suffered. Um, but the populations are down, you know, which maybe you don't want to draw that, but you got to have a plan because you're going to need, got to go hunting somewhere, right? So yeah. what, what are we going to hunt? That's, so what are we going to hunt? What are we going to mm-hmm. try to draw? But uh, it's just getting it's getting more constricted the availability of tags well then the other species that would be the 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 big in demand would be mule deer yeah everybody wants to kill a big mule deer what's a big mule deer is a one is a 170 mule deer a big deal mule deer is a 190 a big mule deer so it if if i could bring yes exactly thank you because if i could bring everybody into this bone cave right now Mm -hmm. okay and we've had we've just had a whole bunch of guests in here with corporate meetings this week we did and uh, um and so it's been a busy place and everybody comes in walking in here and goes now this is a conference room but if we put a sheet over the two cornerstone mule deer in this room okay right now and we left the other two exposed on this wall People would look at those two and they'd go, holy shit, those are good deer. I would love to kill a mule deer like that. Then if we pull the veil off of these two and said, okay, you go, 
<laughs> what the f- you, you are you kidding me okay but there, there's such a uh, right. there's such a, a sharp contrast right between a 190 type mule deer and a 170 and i know yet yeah, people listen and go yeah dumbass 20 inches but you can't even imagine what 20 inches looks like until you sit here it's funny because last you go, night set that next to that one. last night i was sitting right there because i rolled the chair out and i was looking at those two deer and i was like that is a beautiful deer and that's not that big of a deer i mean it's a good deer 170 it's a 170 deer but it's gorgeous 172 and 170 yeah that's what they are and then 190 and 190 yeah yeah and then that 190 though i mean you look at the mass though i mean it's just and just the frame right i mean you drop that deer inside of that deer and you go what the hell you know (laughs) and so but my point is not about those two deer my point is about realistic expectations getting a hunt on the books um, what type of hunt do you want? Because with mule deer, it's more than just the size of the horns, too. Do you want a Do you want a mountain hunt for mule deer? Do you want a prairie hunt for mule deer? You know, and then who's helping you with that? What's the true shot opportunity at a mature buck, not a trophy buck? Um, you know what I'm saying? Because trophies in the eye of the beholder. And uh, um, I mean, I got two three points mounted. It's one of my favorite mounts at my other office over there. And my son and I killed those a day apart, and they were twin brothers. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're both 29 and 30 inches wide. They're just big three points. Big just giant three big points. Big frame. And cool deer. And they're cool deer. Right. And on a mount, people go, whoa, look at those. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was I, – I looked in Mason's room last night, and I closed the door, and I was like – I went back in, and I looked at that deer – He's, that's a three-point, essentially, that he that's shot That's a three-point, 172-inch three-point. Great-looking deer. Giant. Like, wow, that's a cool deer. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's not a giant, but it, how cool, what what memory. So, But even getting a deer like that is getting harder and harder. Right, so, so then you're looking at South Dakota, Utah, Wyoming, Montana. In my opinion... Colorado. Uh, Colorado, but the problem with Colorado is... You're not, I mean, points-wise, it's so hard. Um, but if you're looking at points on a three- to seven-year uh, run, then I would say South Dakota, Utah, um, Montana, Wyoming would be, would you know, they, they would be your best bet. Now, western Nebraska has some good mule deer, and there's right. a couple good outfitters right. out there that, uh, um, that we could hook you up with that are good mule deer. But they book up. Because they're licensing three, four years yeah, out. They book up a ton, and like even this year, Nebraska sold out. They haven't, they haven't been selling out their tags, and they sold out early. Uh huh. Mm, yep, that's true. You know, I mean, it's just yeah, harder. It's different. Harder. So, yeah. so this is why November to March is booking season now for twenty three or twenty four, yeah. but really twenty five and twenty six. So realistically, if I came to you and said, "Look, I'm I'm interested in mule deer. Um, you know, I, I've never hunted mule deer, but I'm interested." What kind of a plan would I be on? Like when when would I? So I would to be able ask two questions. I would ask, what's your physical um, willingness to harvest a mule deer? And if you said I can physically bust it, I'm, yeah. I, I I can really go. Then I would say, um, what's your budget? And if you told me mm, probably sixty five hundred to seventy five hundred dollars, then I would say we have one state that screams for you, and that would be Montana. Um, and, and, or maybe Wyoming, but even most of Eastern Wyoming would take four to five points now. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I would say Montana would scream to you, uh, South Dakota. Um, you're not going to get into South Dakota. Two points will get you here, but you need to move your budget to around 9,000 bucks. South Dakota has been discovered and, uh, um, and there's just not cheap hunts here. Right. Um, uh, uh, trespass fees now are three to 6,000 bucks. Um, so, so there's just not cheap, you know, I got some buddies from Wisconsin that are always like, you know, when can I go with you in South Dakota? And I begged them four or five years ago. I said, this would be a good year. Let's go. How much? 3,500 bucks, 3,000, $2,500. I find you dear for four grand. No, I'd never spend that. Okay. Then, then don't. Okay. But then you better be in good physical condition. And now in South Dakota, uh, it's it's harder. It's a three-year process to get it where there's a lot of public land. And then the problem with public land is in South Dakota because there's so much uh, these big, big ranches, the minute the the deer get bumped, 
boom, you're looking at them on the neighbors. Yeah. And they're yeah. not on public anymore. That's right. And the public's getting hit hard. Used to be all you could go up in the Slim Buttes. And, you know, 10 years ago, I'd go coyote hunting the last weekend of deer season because I'd everything deer. done. We'd see big deer on yeah. public land. Today, yeah. you, you see big numbers honors on public land. Well, and it's and, and the winners have they've beaten us up yeah. out here. Mm-hmm. You know, Slim mm-hmm. Buttes. So mule deer is a strategy too. Yeah. But I would I but so my point is is I would get one book depending on your budget, but and I would get one book now. The other reason is that's the reason the help program. But when I mean, what time frame are you looking? I'd at? I'd do it right now. I would I would get a hold of us and I'd say, okay, what is available. For twenty five and twenty six. Yeah. Twenty four okay. is tough. Twenty four is gonna be tough. Like, I think it's a if, foregone conclusion. If you haven't got a plan yet, yeah. Twenty four is hard. Yeah. Twenty well, South Dakota, we might have Brad just to speak to that, we might have four openings in all of South Dakota right now for twenty four. Yeah. And if and if Fair somebody enough. doesn't have three points, they're not getting in. Yeah. yeah. And that and, and and it's it's and not we, a guaranteed even if you have three points. Right. And we just looked yesterday. We have uh, over a hundred with five points, yeah, that are all wanting to hunt South Dakota that can afford eighty five hundred to twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, some of the hunts are getting wow. really expensive too. That's that's the other thing. That's yeah. why get get in it, get it now. You know, so, even with the help plan, throw three grand down and start yeah. making payments. That's a question though, and then this may be a really dumb question, but I'll ask it because somebody might be wondering. What? Why is it getting Was so it expensive? Question? Yes, it's my question. Supply and demand. Is it all about supply and well, demand? Well, I mean, if you look, I think uh, th- it's it's a resource, and it's limited. Th- it's very limited. You know, ranchers get to subsidize their income. They, you know, they get to pay some of their property tax, whatever. It's just another crop. You know, it's become a crop, very similar to a crop, and. Uh, I totally agree with that. And I think the other thing is, is right now there is a demographic of people that can afford to do this, that were 80s children, that were in a culture of hunting, and we've kept that culture alive. And now they're at a fiscal place in their life that they're looking at their financial situation going, so it's just that that's a 190 inch deer. Yep. And um, I would have what 70% chance of seeing one of those. Yep. And yeah. about a 60% chance of getting one. Yep. How much is it? 12, five. And you know what they say? Let's do it. Yeah. It's like that uh, one, one guy that came in and wanted a 90 inch antelope. He's just like, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I'd like one of them too. <laughs> um, those are not easy to no, come by. No, but no. Um, so. I mean, I'm looking at a 84-inch goat right now with my own eyes, uh, and I know how many days we spent in the field trying to get oh, yeah. uh, one of those. So but, a 90-inch goat, but which so is my, the next? Which is my next species? Which would be antelope? Um, and right now, um, antelope because of this commodity that Brad speaks of, the antelope prices went up too, and uh, availability for antelope. Now I will tell you this: Wyoming has more antelope than people. But Wyoming has been decimated the last 24 months. Wow. The population's been decimated. Just pounded. The The winters have been brutal out here. We just talked about it today, you know. Um, I had 20 deer come through my property this morning, and they were completely full of ice this early. Um, you know, that, that – that that's a oh yeah that's a kick in the no. butt you know the young ones uh, were chasing each other to stay warm this morning even tags are getting more expensive you know the 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 game and fish is driving the price of even the the licenses up you know they're exp- a, yeah, a deer antelope. tag a deer tag in Montana is expensive a used, deer tag you, in Wyoming antelope used to be one hundred and fifty bucks yeah I mean it used to be like squirrel hunting in Iowa to hunt antelope I mean it was just something that you did antelope was easy to get. Now antelope's hard to get. You know, they're sold out right away. Um, the public land places uh, are managed and regulated, and the private land has became a commodity. A is rancher it, says it's a part of my income now. Is it kind of an entry-level big-game species, would you call antelope? I mm, used to. I would like to yeah. have said used to be, but big trophy antelope are getting up there at five, 6000 bucks now. Yeah. Yeah, we just had – well, we just had a one of our agents said – 
Where would you go for a 90-inch goat? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, right. Well, you yeah, were in, were yeah, you in there? Right that was well, that's like, what he just referenced. That was that conversation. That oh, yeah. you were in, I, I forgot you were in here. And he was like, well, he won't shoot one that's not 90. I was like, well, then <laughs> I'd pick a new species then. Because, I mean, we're, yeah. if that's all that you're going to shoot, a 90-inch antelope, yeah. you know, you're not going well, to shoot that. Then you're not the going to go have fun is, and shoot that. Then the reality <laughs> is, is you want to be where there's a possibility of a 90-inch antelope, but you're going antelope hunting with a expectation of coming home with coming nothing. home with a tag. Well, yeah. yeah, which is yeah. fine if that's what you want to do, no problem. But if we're being realistic with you, a 90-inch antelope, I don't know how many antelope a year get shot that are 90 inches, but you could count them on one or two hands. Yeah, um, in, in, in all of, you know, and you're talking New Mexico, Nevada, and in Arizona, you know, those three play and Southern Colorado don't want to leave them out, but that, that's your Mecca of giant antelope. And, uh, well, even we had some good ranches, little hidden ranches that had some, the winners killed their, crushed they, them. they killed all their antelope. And that's the other reason you probably, now there would be an argument, well, why would I book so far out? If uh, um, if uh, the you know it's going to be decimated, well, that's why you want to use a booking agency. That's why you would want to use us because if something happens like that, and we have reputable outfitters, you know, in Montana two years ago, um, we called our outfitters and said, "Hey, what do we want to do?" And they're like, "Let's just roll them." We're still a rolling hunters into some of those places. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so, um, but yeah, so elk, mule deer, and antelope. I'd be looking at 25 to 26 right now. I'd get a point strategy. Um, I'd start looking at what am I going to do. And if you don't have all the fat in your wallet right now you want, then throw a few thousand dollars down on it, throw a couple, start with the help plan, start making payments. Uh, get your strategy, though, because it's not going to get any easier. So before you move on to that, going back to something you referenced, Brian, a little earlier, and this might be a little delicate, so I'll try to tap dance a little bit, but you're talking about high fence the old, as an option. The, the, the overproduced hunting shows That's on right. TV. That's right, yeah. No, that, never mind. You don't have to worry about <laughs> dancing around that. You no. pretty kill, much killed that. But to some people, that might be something that they want to look at. You know what? Here's the deal. I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and like I said, there's there's television shows and organizations that say, you know, um, fair chase game hunting is the only way to go. Okay. Well, then 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 maybe maybe eating wild game out of your freezer is the only food to eat. Also, because at the end of the day, um, I got a butcher shop in town, and those animals uh, don't get harvested fair chase. Yeah. <laughs> And well, people, I've never looked at it like that. People <laughs> never say anything when they're spending 22 bucks a pound for um, prime ribeye yeah, that thick and go home and put it on their grill and go, son of a bitch, was that cow killed fair chase? <laughs> so so, yeah, no, I know. So, like so I have a problem when we argue amongst each other and sportsmen's outdoors a guy okay listen a guy's 70 years old he's 60 years old and he's got some um physical inabilities right and and obstacles that he's working on and he goes to a 4,000 acre ranch in uh, montana or saskatchewan or manitoba or i don't know where colorado well that being said we don't even have High fence elk hunts. I didn't say we did. <laughs> so, no, but, well, no, but, but my point is, but but what did he's speaking of, and that's why you said you yeah. want to tap around it. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally have a different perspective on it than most, maybe. Yeah. But you know what? If a guy's seventy years old and he wants to go out to Colorado, you, you know what? Where Brad and I hunted for years at a ranching for wildlife place. Yeah, right I next know, to I know him, exactly where that is. There, there was a 21-acre high fence place, mm -hmm, yep. and we used to look at the bulls on there going, I let know. them some bitches out and let us shoot one of them. <laughs> and, well, the fact of the matter is, what would be the difference if a guy that's physically enabled goes in there and he hunts and he shoots one and he had a great experience and he saw the Rockies right there and he was in it to win it and he takes it home and he eats it and he puts it up on his wall and he goes, that was my trophy. Well, then I'm going to come in there and shit on him because that's how he harvested his yeah, animal yeah, yeah. at 72 years old. Who, oh, so now I'm the moral hunting police? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. <laughs> I'm on my soapbox. Oh, boy. 
Okay. No, I'm not. No, no, now, right. having that's said right. that, I'm not going and doing a high fence hunt tomorrow. No, I know that. You I know, knew that. You know, I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Right. But, but, no. but you, you know what? We, we've had a couple hunters who needed to do that yeah. recently, and they were disappointed that they weren't able to physically. Okay. And they were young enough; they should have been able okay. to. They weren't. They weren't mentally cut because they were physically tough enough they should have been i don't know but 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 there's a physical and mental connection that really is the uh is the uh, uh touch point for if they actually are physical enough well it's the, the analogy yeah. when you pull up to the mary jane parking lot and you look up there and you decide you're not a double diamond bump skier right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go to the top and get 100 yards down, <laughs> and then get 200 yards <laughs> It's a little yards late down. at that point, yeah, right? By then, you don't even know where you're at. Oh. Yeah. No. yeah, exactly. No, true. No, that, I just, you know, I don't know. I Just in case somebody was thinking that may have not wanted to ask the question, I mean, they could ask the question. I'm not going to condone or condemn high fence hunting, yeah. but I, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to condemn it. it. What does drive me nuts is when people say, you know, uh, you know who does the best job of that is that rock star from uh, Michigan. What's his name? Ted Nugent. Um, <laughs> you know, he hunts Texas all the time, and those are low fence, high fence, whatever um yeah. he's he's killing organic yeah. meat right yeah. um it just you know i, I don't get that you know yeah. um i i don't i don't necessarily subscribe to the fair chase hunting is the only way to go or do just remember that really next time i see you in vegas and you're eating a ribeye i'm gonna ask you if that cow was killed fair chase today <laughs> We're eating that oyster. Was that farm raised or was that? <laughs> yeah, was that fair chase? <laughs> was that lobster? Was that lo- was that lobster tail you're eating? Was that some bitch harvested fair choice or fair chase? I read last on that one. Unbelievable. Yeah, so know. anyway, so we've digressed. Holy <laughs> shit! Elk, mule deer, antelope. I would say those are our big three. Um, moose. The other thing about moose booking early for moose gets you great dates, um, and dates matter with moose. Um, rut dates matter with moose. Because I can tell you, if you're moose hunting and it's quiet, it's not an exciting hunt. Then it's you need a to be in a log. Then you need to be in an area yeah. that geographically you can spot and stalk and oh. see white paddles. It's just you yep. don't want to miss your opportunity if you see one if it's slow. Yep. So so moose, you want to book early because dates matter. Make sense? Um, <clears throat> caribou. Um, I'm a little mystified by caribou right now because Alaska's got so expensive for caribou, and we have we have some of the best caribou hunting right now with a, a couple new outfitters we have, and um, they're killing good caribou and it's still moderately priced. Um, but you know uh, we're going to do a better job of marketing that and getting out to our people. But I'm a little mystified about the caribou right now because they're getting so expensive in some parts of the country. Yep. Um, and so you want to book now. But if you're listening to this podcast and you want to – You wanted to really book 20 years ago. Yeah, you wanted you to Because they were almost giving them away. Get, yeah, too. like when you I went. two of them, man. Yeah, for, I, I went for like, 1850 I'm chasing elk. Elk's my jam. I, mean, I, uh, I wish I would have – I wish I would have been a little open, more open-minded 20 years ago. Cause and, I and that's what I would encourage the I listener right now. Them. Get a hold of us because we have, we have a segment of good caribou right now. We have, a little, we have a little island of good caribou, not like an island, but, but there's a moment in time here where we have some good caribou hunts that are, that are fair-priced, I believe, right now um, that you could get on, and, uh, um, and I don't think that's going to last for everything. In five to seven years, you're not going to find caribou – Caribou are going to be like elk and moose. It's going to be other, other than Canada. I mean, is Alaska? Then where else in the states? That's it. That's it. Alaska is just and and it's got crazy uh, to go kill a caribou. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just got to become a lot of money. Uh, so um, yeah, I would say moose, caribou, and then your sheep. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with the sheep. You know. Um, can't Pro- keep going like it's going or else price, nobody will do it. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, price keeps going up. People keep Damn. paying it. Um, but we're seeing some cracks in it. We're seeing some, oh, I got a sheep hunt for, used to be 75000 Now it's 50000 You know, so, um, uh, you Man. know, we, we, we got a really good uh, high, high shot opportunity. Um, 
British Columbia um, bighorn hunt right now for 55000 And so I know that sounds crazy, but that's cheap compared to a lot of them. So, um, but who knows where sheep's going? That's not a combo. Though. But if you want to get in the sheep game, nope. nope. If you want to get in the sheep game, I always say the earlier is the better because you, we don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. And it's definitely not – it's not going down forever. Even if it adjusts a little yeah. bit, it'll eventually uh, go back up. Popped so fast. So, uh, yeah, it really changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would say there's, there, there, there's, there's a few things that I would say are underrated and undervalued hunts right now um, I, from a booking perspective. So as long as we're talking about the prime booking season between now – November 1st and March 1st for us. Yeah. I, I would tell you what I'm going to give you a pre-show consideration for yourself. Does that make sense? Because we're going to take these to the show and this is some of the yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. we're going to be marketing at You're shows. You're talking about species here, right? Yep. Okay. Now, and uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Yes. Not one of those that you've listed there. <laughs> Bear. Uh, yeah, I that wasn't on mine, but I would tell you this: uh, if you've never killed a black bear, there's yep. a lot of black bear opportunity right now. More now in the lower 48 than there's ever been. Yeah, um, because I thought that's what you were going. Um, on. It's, it's not, guess, but, but there okay. are black bear with dogs, and uh, um, and there's a lot of great opportunity for black bear. And I would say that's actually one that I missed, and we should put on here. So okay. I would say it's a good, you know, a good family hunt, a father son, oh. father daughter. Um, type hunt. Um, there's a lot of black bear that it's available still. Um, I personally would say muskox, ah. uming muck. Yeah. Um, I think it's an undervalued adventure um, for what it is. And um, you know, if you want to kill one with a bow, you can kill one with a bow. Um, I killed a rifle. I wanted to do a less disturbed, less molested type hunt, and uh, um, I killed a book uming muck. I have a desire to go back and kill another one, wow. um, and uh, for a couple reasons. One, um, I got to bring the sausage in. We made some of the sausage. Oh, did you? Yeah, um, and uh, it's really good. Oh, you know what? You should go down and get some sausage. Um, they made a pumpkin latte. A pumpkin. Um, oh, they had some they of that had, here they, earlier this week. Yeah, they made a pumpkin latte breakfast sausage. Yeah, <laughs> you believe that? <laughs> and uh, it's it's really good. And then they also made a. Um, uh, an Oktoberfest one, so with sauerkraut and uh, that. So um, wow, I, oh, I, I uh, have that. That's on my list. But I would say Rankin, um, you know, uh, muskox, yeah. uh, muskox, uh, and but it's uh, such a unique experience that you would go back and do it again. Hundred percent, unbelievable. And the animal uh, has a history, and it's just an amazing, amazing species, amazing hunt incredible expedition incredible adventure so i, I mean we're going to be moving that hard um i would say audad audad's gotten more expensive but west texas audad um are still uh if you book now um we have some opportunities in 25 and 26 that they're under six thousand bucks and you can go kill an audad and it's an incredible crazy crazy fun hunt it is a fun hunt crazy fun you know, I was just talking to Craig Stevens. Don't, don't, don't bleep all this out. We don't want everybody knowing about the. <laughs> and, and, yeah, we'll all just these. Tell them about the cactus. That's it. So yeah. I, I, I would say Audad is uh, um, one of those uh, yeah. that Should've is thought of that uh, one. An, an amazing hunt. So um, a family hunt. I would say Hawaii. Ah, um, good one. Because you know, I was just looking today, and I, I'm going to go back and. Um, I don't know when, but the, I'm going to go try to shoot a follow deer down there and go back on the other island and do that. Susie would love to go to Hawaii and go hunting, but she'd call in sick on the hunting day. Ah, well, that's what, that's what Lindley did. Lindley, Lindley, actually, Lindley didn't call in sick. She uh, The alarm went off, and she rolled over, and she patted my shoulder, and she says, Have um, fun. W- no, she goes, would you mind grabbing me a latte um, before you take off? <laughs> And I said, uh, um, well, I wasn't going to come back by the room. She goes, oh, well, then just give me a second. I'll see you off. I'll get the latte with you. So uh, she was up with her latte and uh, waving aloha yeah, as I was leaving hunting. Um, but I would say, yeah. you know, I, I would say, honestly, Hawaii is a great family uh, adventure. It's, it's a you hunt. You do that, the lanai hunt. 
Yeah, it, it was uh, it was really I'm good, yeah. and and I would say um, so. Mine would be caribou right now, Audad, and uh, um, and mine is the Hawaii thing, um, uh, Umingmuk, muskox. So I, I would think that those three hunts are hunts that you can do Canada, U.S. Um, yeah, all of them are less than a trophy elk in New Mexico. Wyoming, Wyoming, Montana, Montana yeah. Utah, or Colorado. How many people are coming from overseas to hunt these days in Montana, Wyoming, places like that? Colorado, not a lot. I don't think. I, I, I don't think a ton. You know, okay. you know, you, the U.S. is the like even Tajikistan or those places. U.S. is the big hunter space. Yeah, they don't. Not, there's not many locals that are out there doing well, what you guys were doing. No, there's, there's, uh, just there's isn't. no locals. Yeah, it's, what, it's, question though. No, what about like mule deer opportunities in a place like sonora mexico so sonora mexico um is you know the state of sonora obviously is a game rich environment they're known for their rams um the government has a program where if you take a ram you can raise a ram put a ram on the mountain um they've they've bolstered their ram population and uh, i think it's a great place i think there's a also a little bit of a misnomer or a misunderstanding, if you will, with um, the fact that just because you're going to go to Sonora, you're going to kill a 200-inch mule deer. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. That, okay. that 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 that's just not. Okay. Um, yeah, I, like, I, so I, that's not, they have some big deer, big giants, and it's, and it's a totally different hunt that you may or may not like. They have some high fence places that are acceptable there. Mm. Um, but, but can you get can you get in? Yeah. Can you get in there? Oh yeah, Sonora is easy to get in and out. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, can you get a hunt there? Can you book, yeah. book something? Soon? Oh yeah, we yeah. can book. Yeah, you could book a hunt there right now. Yeah. But um, and there's they're more always expensive than they're they're more than expensive. The States, yeah, so. I mean, like that was my next one. You I, you look at Alberta. I don't know that much more anymore though, because yeah. you can still get a, a a Sonora hunt for twelve to fourteen thousand. Well, I think and, we've got one out there right now. It's eleven five something. Right. Like that. So there's the point. And Montana right now. And some of our places just went from to eighty five hundred to ninety five hundred for one hundred and seventy to one hundred and ninety inch deer. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I and I'd rather go hunt Montana than Sonora. Yep, yeah, but a lot of people wouldn't. Right. A lot of people would go, dude. January. Yeah. I'd rather be chasing rutting bucks in Sonora. You'd and rather do that. You're a local boy. You love Montana. Yeah. You can drive over there. Right. Your 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 perspective of Montana is just it's 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 home. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, that's so that's different. But well, like I was gonna say when we were talking about mule deer earlier, not I mean, some of the hunts it depends. Are you going just for a trophy? And a lot of people do, or are you looking for the experience? Because like some of my hunts in Canada have not been very. They're not my favorite hunts. Mm. They're not as. It's it's different. Even if you've harvest harvested. Well, yeah, I guess I don't know where that. Yeah, I've I've shot big deer like one of my big deer was in alberta and it was not as fun as oh well just be honest it was a truck hunt it was you you were truck hunting wheat fields and uh um because they in alberta they have a different tag system so then you're it's a run and gun thing and uh um, it's an instagram picture opportunity um no i'm you know what i'm saying so no i do that's why that's why we match the hunter to the hunt because not every hunt's what they say it is and everybody looks at instagram and goes i'm doing that um well you know what i'm i'm done with instagram so (laughs) so everybody's uh kind of getting out in the field they're thinking about this year's hunts right now but it's also a good time to be thinking about next year the year after the next year the year after and the year after for sure right now because this well, I was, this talking year's to Don, be I was talking to Don today. How's Don doing? He's doing good. We're, we're picking him up the thing on the 13th. I got his flight uh, itinerary, and Eric was getting him all set up. Um, but anyway, um, and he, he was telling me, he's like, because I said, hey, listen, one of the things I want to do is come to California, and I want to shoot those big hogs. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you don't need an outfitter for that. You just call me. And I go, well, I need an outfitter because I want to be able to send people. He goes, okay, I'll fix that too. Um, just get your ass out here, and we'll go kill some hogs until you're either out of ammo or tired of squeezing the trigger. And I said, mm, my buddy Brad will like that. <laughs> so hey, that's, um that's you know what Havelina is a little underrated to me in my uh, mind um 
Bradley wants to shoot the whole herd when he sees them. Yes. Um, we, I, we talked about that while you guys were in Tajikistan on one of our podcasts just a little bit. Javelin are an interesting little creature. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you one know. One way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're, they're – but – the the stink pig is uh but but I'm talking I'm talking you know these bigger boars and, right. and yeah. but but you we're always looking for something like that for our people the night scope it, it's just that if you can yourself to the fact that I'm going to be an elk hunter a mule deer hunter an antelope hunter um I, I appreciate that but you might want to move out west and pick a state um, that you can get a tag in every well, couple of years. That's the, that's the easy way to do it. Move to Wyoming. Move yeah. to Montana. M- move get to a tag Dakota, every year. M- move to yeah. new, move to Colorado. Be a resident. Um. Yeah. Right. But 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 I'm not kidding you because honestly, um, ultimately that's what I did 18 years ago. Um, is that I was like, dude, I want to raise my kids out west where I can hunt and fish all the time, and here's where we're at. So. Elk, mule deer, antelope, if you want to hunt them. But if you go, those are important and I want to hunt them, then my encouragement is, our encouragement would be get a plan. November to March is going to be a busy season. Dates are going to fill up. And if you wait till next November or March, then you're looking at 20, uh, you're looking at 25 and 26 uh, or 20, 26 and 27, not 25 yeah because 24 is going to be here before we know it it's all going to be booked up so you need to be looking at 25 and 26 or you're going to be looking at 26 and 27 and at some point you're going to want to stop that cycle if you're serious about this get a plan get moving and get after it that sounds like reasonable advice to me does that make sense a hundred percent that's all i'm saying as a kid growing up in iowa making a decision to move out here 18 years ago and then you know brad and i start a company with lindley and here we are well it's easier to give us our, your give you our perspective the listener but it comes from a place of understanding because i was on the other side of the fence now brad grew up here does that make sense? So, I mean, we laugh in the office when he's not here about him because, you know, Bailey's going to be helping us with applications this year. She's a college student in town, so she works here at Rolling Bones part-time now. It's awesome to have uh, her in here. But I told the guys, with Bailey, will become Bradito. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And, and, and the good news is is he's Dr. Points, and, and it'll be good to have him <laughs> in here. But it's easy. I mean, one, he's a smart guy, but two – He's been living this shit since he was old enough yeah, to yeah. – his dad dropped him off elk hunting up in the Black Hills before it was in vogue. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so we come from a different perspective applications, but we have this exact same thought process on what's necessary in today's landscape. Yeah, you got to have some preparation and planning or else – it's like Pat Pirelli, right with the horses. <laughs> Prior and proper preparation <laughs> leads to whatever. <laughs> right. So uh, – so. Yeah, so so I think, you know, so for me, elk, mule deer, antelope, those are awesome. Moose, caribou, sheep, those are awesome. There's other things to hunt out there. Um, I, the muskox was amazing. I'll kill a couple more muskox and I, and because it's an amazing expedition. Uh, odd ads become way more popular, too. Odd ads becoming yeah. more popular, but it's still an amazing opportunity. Yep. Um, uh, I would say these hogs are big. Um, I would say Hawaii has, um, you know, some, because you can, you can encompass some hunting with a family adventure, even if it's five days, you don't need to, but a couple of days of hunting there. You will see wildlife on, oh. the, on the big Island for sure. Dude, it's loaded. It's loaded. You yeah, know, isn't that something we, 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 we rented a car. My wife, my, 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 my boys are laughing at me. They're like, you just can't help yourself. Can you dad? There's another one, dad. There's, did you see that one over there? Two miles, dad, dude, all the grass is yellow. You, they stick out like a sore thumb. Did you see the way that splayed out on those? I horns? Know, you know what? It was so funny. Cause we were driving on that no way highway from one end of the Island to the other and came across a nice Ram sitting over there. And Kathy looks over in the front seat. She goes, what would Maimon do? Yeah, Maimon would go nuts. I was pulling over. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so Maimon saw so many that he went and booked himself on. There, there could be a T-shirt. <laughs> that's, that's a, what would Maimon do? <laughs> 
Dana would not stop shooting. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Dana would have had goats stacked Everywhere. up like cordwood. Everywhere. Going, um, all right, <laughs> who, who's hungry? And then he would have been like, uh, I'll take all of them home, and we'll just stack them in the bone cave he would, anywhere. He would, need a goat, uh, <laughs> he would need a goat boy instead of a bird boy. He'd need right? a goat boy. Hey, exactly. Oh. So anyway, hey, listen, uh, get a hold of us. Uh, go to rollingbones.com. Go to info at rbohome.com. Leave us a message. That, that comes into a general mailbox, just so you know. Braden, Colton, uh, um, uh, Eric, uh, all, all the whole staff out here um, gets that. Okay, so uh, um, and if you 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 just send us an email and say, "Man, I need help," raise your hand and say, "Hey, listen, I listen to the podcast and uh, um, I want to understand about elk, mule deer, antelope. I want to start hunting moose, uh, caribou, sheep because I've already hunted those, and I want to start looking at this. I want to go to uh, kill a, a an ooming muck. I want to look at an audat. I want to do some of that stuff. You know what? The best way to do it is be pick up the phone give us a shout let's see what we can do for you that that's what i would say and uh we are an inclusive club not an exclusive club we want to include you into what we're doing with our membership help you with your applications help you with your adventures and give you the right uh, academics to be able to go on those hunts and have the success you need whether that be gear shooting um whatever it is because we want your outcome to be positive and you to have an enthusiastic um appetite for your next adventure and your next trip that's what rolling bones was created for that's what we want to do that's what brad and i uh and uh um Lindley and our staff live for every single day um we uh are going to do a podcast soon on asian travel uh we're booking a couple more trips there we're going to have some uh, host stunts that are going to be going over there uh take a look but we're it, it's right at november 1st here Show season's upon us, okay? Oh, gosh. Um, we will be at shows soon. We want to see you. Stop by. Tell them you listen to the podcast. Every show this year, if you come by and say you stopped and listened to the podcast, we are going to have a podcast um, a hat made, and uh, they will be a super nice uh, Richardson hat, and we will make sure we get you um, – get you one stop by um our booth and we're going to get there the other thing we're going to do is we're uh, um we have uh worked very hard at a couple manuals if you will quick reference manuals and one is 50 states hunting application reference guide it's finished it's here um i I've looked through it twice in the last two days. I couldn't be more proud of something. Um, I, I've tried to look at it from the perspective of um, me being a new person, introducing myself to hunting and fishing, and it doesn't matter how it sits There's in your coffee table. Hey, is that cool? doesn't matter which way you start. It opens up and goes. Good job. Some nerd some nerd named Bleep put that together. Um, any, <laughs> anyway, um, I was like, dude, Lindley, this works good. Either way you open it, it opens the right way and she goes i think you're uh i think your uh um digital asset guy pulled that shit off so anyway i digress um uh, we got this and then we also have a quick reference guide to booking um top states top species that's coming out and we're just about done with that so please stop by Give us a call. Become a member. Um, we'd love to have uh, you as a part of our community um, serving service, access, value, and education. So thanks for listening. Please share this with somebody that loves the outdoors as much as you do, and maybe we can help them just a little bit too. So until next week, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting. <laughs>